Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with your host, me, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, I'm excited to have Ben Jones on the line with us. He is the founder of Ojai. Before starting Ojai, he spent several years in fixed income and sales and trading at HSBC. We'll have to talk about that maybe if we have time. I was in institutional equity sales at Credit Suisse. Um, but when a back injury left him temporarily paralyzed and stuck at home, reliant on e-commerce, then frustrated by having to wait three to five days to receive online orders, an idea struck for him. He realized that most e-commerce companies were unable to keep up with Amazon's delivery business model. So he thought of a solution for that. He subsequently left banking to found Ojai, whose mission is to enable every brand to offer an instant post-purchase experience, which I personally would love as well. Ben, thank you so much for being on the line with us. And we're excited to dive in deeper to see how you're going to make this possible for every brand. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So I gave a super high-level introduction to Ojai, but can you tell our audience a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. So I, I, the original founding uh, reason for Ojai was when I was stuck at home and and relying on e-commerce, I was incredibly frustrated that it took three to five days or, or at best two days to get product from uh, a, an e-commerce retailer, whereas I could order from Amazon and get it pretty much the next day, sometimes mm-hmm. even the same day. And it, it made me realize that Brands and uh, particularly e-commerce brands invest a huge amount of time on their pre-purchase experience, on their website, their brand, their marketing. But actually what was driving my purchasing behavior was really the post-purchase experience. It was how convenient is this? How, how good an experience is that? And the extension of a brand story from checkout all the way through to box opening was an opportunity that I saw that Ojai could build. And so we have really built this platform focused on that post-purchase experience and how do we create as magical a post-purchase experience as a platform like Shopify creates an amazing pre-purchase experience. Um, And the first building block of that for us was the delivery. So what does that actual delivery experience look like that we're going to have as that core that we can then build this whole post-purchase experience around? And for us, that delivery had to be instant. I think there is an inevitability about commerce all becoming instant in the near future. And mm-hmm. so we've built our whole platform and network around this concept that we can enable brands to get product to their consumers within less than an hour in major cities. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's underestimated still how important the post-purchase is, right? It's like that's the next step in the relationship. And so it's so important to keep people happy um, and especially now we're in such a strange time. I've ordered things in July that like maybe I'll get it sometime in February. I don't know. So tell us about how did, how does this work, right? How how do you enable this um, for, for your partners? Yeah, so we're, we're a technology platform. And so um, we'll integrate into the brand's websites and run a huge amount of data analytics to help them understand where their demand is coming from and what inventory to position where uh, within our network. And I, I'll talk about our network in a second, but we, we use that technology to um, forward position inventory within 
a network of what we call micro warehouses. And these mm-hmm. are unused uh, retail space, unused commercial space within cities that are hyper-local to the end consumer. So again, we use all that data to understand the exact zip that we need to position the inventory in and have a micro warehouse there that then can fulfill the orders, pick and pack them before handing them over to last mile couriers to deliver to the end consumer. And so um, you know, our technology really connects together everything from the brand's website through to these micro warehouses, through to last mile couriers, all the way to the end consumer to create this, it, what is an extremely complex thing to do. So ordering and getting something delivered within an hour, but our, our tech helps it to feel incredibly seamless uh, to the end consumer and to the brand. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's been interesting too, that the boom hasn't stopped as far as like on the industrial side of it and, and warehousing and micro warehousing and shortening that last mile. Um, you guys also recently announced a raise, yes? We did. We did. We raised our, well, we, we raised it back in uh, in April, but we, oh. we announced it a couple of months ago. Yeah. Time flies. Well, tell us a little bit more. Um, you say April, and I'm thinking that was yesterday, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, what, what do you, what's the purpose of the raise? You know, are there additional markets you're going into? What, are, what, do you, what is your growth plan? Yeah, so we're at the very beginning of of significant expansion across the U.S. Today, um, we cover about 20% of the e-commerce company's demand with Instant. Um, But by the end of 2022, the goal is to get to at least 60% coverage across the U.S. And so that means opening a lot more cities to the service. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're in uh, six cities today. We'll be in 25, at least 25 by the end of 2022. Um, And so... You know, I think really that's that's the main uh, use of funds is to really drive instant to as many consumers uh, as we can across the U.S. So obviously you believe in this living on demand economy, right? And, and where is the future going with that? I think I think we've seen with COVID this real paradigm shift from consumers being happy with two day delivery, maybe next day delivery to really now an expectation of just getting everything straight away. And we see that in a number of different places, whether that is um, with marketplaces like Amazon or Walmart um, or even Target really driving uh, that trend or uh, retail platforms focused specifically on instant, whether that's a GoPuff or some of these fast grocery companies. And um, that, paradigm shifting consumer expectation is not going to go backwards. Um, consumers are just going to expect everything um, they get straight away. And this is a trend that has already happened in places like Asia. Like if you go to China, you can order from any of the big uh, retailers and marketplaces out there and get things in as little as 15 minutes. And so this this trend towards instant, this trend towards convenience is really inevitable. And um, with Ohi, what I what I fear is that um, as that becomes m- more common, really the big retailers that offer it are going to dominate. And so for Ohi, we wanted to create a platform that levels that playing field and that enables every other e-commerce company to offer that same experience and prevent yeah. a world in which you know all, all retail just flows through the massive marketplaces. So one of the things you talk about is how you're bringing sustainability to delivery. Can you talk to us mm-hmm. a little bit more about your you know your thoughts there? Yeah, it was it was really a, a core founding principle for us of if we're going to create 
that platform to enable incredible post-purchase experiences? How do we do it in a way that is long-term sustainable and, and good for the environment? One of the things we saw was with this ever-increasing need for speed in, in e-commerce, it becomes much more environmentally damaging. So when you're ordering things for next day delivery, often that parcel is being put on a plane and flown to the city that you're in before being driven to you in a truck the following day. And that has a huge carbon footprint. Um, and we looked at it and said, well, how do we do this in a way that isn't just going to be damaging to the environment? And uh, I think the two big, two big things that we do there is firstly, by forward positioning imagery, by using all that data and te te technology platform to understand what the consumer is going to buy before they buy it, and forward positioning the imagery close to where the consumer is, that allows us to connect food to predominantly bike couriers or even people on foot to do the last mile delivery. And so we we remove the the plane, we remove the the truck even from that delivery process. Um, and so we did a we did a study a couple of years ago with, with Stanford University, where we found that we saved um, 22 times the amount of carbon um, with our network compared to ordering something for next day delivery via, you know, via Amazon or, or another traditional network. So I think that's, that's, the first, that's the first principle. The second principle was around packaging. And mm -hmm. so you'll have experienced it, every consumer listening to this podcast will have experienced it. There's a huge amount of cardboard that's used in e-commerce. and oh, for sure. And the reason and the reason for that is it needs to protect these packages. These packages are going through multiple sortation centers, multiple trucks, uh, airplanes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that cardboard waste is gigantic. It's, it's close to every year in the US, close to a billion trees a year worth of cardboard are used just for e-commerce. And so we also looked at that and said, how can we use this platform to reduce or even eliminate cardboard completely from the process? And um, by doing these point-to-point -point deliveries from micro warehouses, it enables us to deliver everything in uh, reusable tote bags. So um, much more sustainable and actually a better, more premium experience for the consumer. Um, and that has helped us pretty much eliminate the use of cardboard from, from our locations for same-day delivery. Yeah, no, those are good points. My garage currently looks like Cardboard City. Um, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes I, I open the biggest box and then what's inside is like the smallest little, you know, package and it's a little crazy to me. So that's great that you're, you know, kind and of helping the sustainability movement. And it's it, even, even outside of sustainability, even if you didn't care about the environmental impact, it's not a great consumer experience to have your garage piled full of cardboard boxes and then have to try and dispose of them. You know, it's, so yeah. I think, you know, I think I, like everything we think about is, like, how do we make that experience better for the consumer, but but build sustainability into the kind of founding principle there? For sure, for sure. So tell us, can you share, uh, you know, a successful case study? What and what what made it successful? Yeah, so um, we have uh, over 50 brands on the platform today, many of whom have worked with us for really since we started the company or um, over two years ago now. Um, and we see very clear success in a number of areas. And you know, it makes this, this is all going to make sense because as a brand, the reason that you offer an amazing post-purchase experience is because you believe it should be revenue driving. If, if, if it was not, then um, 
every brand would just be looking for the absolute cheapest and slowest way of delivering goods to customers. Um, and we've really demonstrated that by doing two-hour and instant delivery, we, we this platform is actually a revenue-producing tool rather than a cost base. And it kind of flips the script on how people traditionally think of getting product yeah. to consumers. For most brands, that's a cost. It's just, hey, like, we have to pay a 3PL, they ship our products, we pay UPS to, to deliver it. Um, uh, actually, with Instant, we, we completely changed that around and actually Instant becomes a revenue driver for brands. And so um, one example of, of one of our uh, long-standing, uh, long-standing beverage brands, a, a, brand, a brand called Olipop, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a soda brand, um, they, they worked with us now for, um, I think, almost two years what they've seen over really the first year of working with us is is two big things happened. Firstly, the consumers that got same-day delivery or two-hour delivery came back and bought at a much higher rate. And so repeat purchase rate is is an important measure for brands. And we found that um, over the course of a year, a consumer came back and bought, on average, um, 40% more frequently when they were yeah. getting two hour delivery compared to if they were getting a UPS delivery, which is, which is massive. And then secondly, that translates into uh, lifetime value of the consumer. And so this is a, a, a very important stat for brands is when I pay all this money through Facebook and Instagram marketing to acquire a customer, what's my payback on that? Like what, what's the lifetime value of that customer? And we found um, with, with Olipop that for two hour delivery, um, the the lifetime value of their customers was sixty percent higher um, when when they were when they were uh, getting two ad delivery versus versus just a UPS package, and so it's a really meaningful revenue uplift, and um, that that is is obviously great for us and proves that the model works and makes sense. And this is replicated across pretty much every brand that we work with, the, with with varying degrees. Some some beauty brands we work with have seen. 120% increase in repeat purchase rates. Like, you know, so this is a very meaningful revenue producing tool for brands. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's all about those data points and the ROI metrics. And, um, you know, it's, it's, if you can get somebody to come back more frequently, spend more each time, I mean, that, that's really the stuff that moves the needle. Um, <sighs> One of the things that brands are struggling with right now when it comes to e-commerce is the rising cost of acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. And so how, you know, how do you see brands future-proofing themselves, you know, when you think about that? Yeah, it's, it is tough, particularly, particularly right now with some of the privacy changes has really driven up uh, acquisition costs. I'm not sure that that's necessarily going to change anytime soon. I think acquisition costs will still be high. Um, and I think what that means, and certainly what we see when brands come talk to us is, is that that's a major concern for them. And they're looking yeah. for new tools to, if, if acquisition cost goes up, you have to make sure that lifetime value goes up with it. And that's exactly. really why a lot of brands come uh, to us is they're saying, hey, we need to maintain that same CAC to LTV ratio. Uh, what are the tools out there that can really, really help us uh, improve LTV? Because every consumer we now acquire is that much more valuable. And so we, we really need to go above and beyond to create the best experience for them possible so they come back again and again. Um, so I think that's um, you know, a big driver for a lot of people to come work with us is, is helping rebalance that equation. One thing that we find that is, is you know, super interesting to me 
is when you're getting product to a consumer within two hours, um, the consumer is willing to stay engaged with the brand in a way that they're not, even for like same day delivery or sure. or, or, or or next day delivery. Um, and so if you order something today at 10 a.m. at Eastern time, you're not going to stay engaged with that brand through to 8 p.m. when when the order's delivered. But if if it was you're ordering at 10 a.m. and it's going to be delivered by 11, like our average delivery time is, is actually 56 minutes, even if we talk about two hours today. If you're ordering something and it's coming that quickly, that you open up this new space where consumers and brands can continue engaging with one another. And one of the big things that we're going to build out over the next year is using that space as, as a discovery platform for other products that are on the platform. And so, you know, we see the consumer constantly asking us, like, what other brands offer this experience? I had such a great experience here. Like, who else does this? Um, that we want to, what we call, close the loop and yeah. bring that consumer back again and recycle them into other brands on the platform. So that that's another way that we think about using Instant and using the platform as a way to help brands with acquisition costs. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean... That is why I shop Amazon a lot. It's like, I know, you know, I can get it on demand um, in certain cities, not everywhere. They don't have that mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, and there's that impulse. You can, you know, you capture that impulse by that, you know, yeah. a lot of people think that unless you have it in their hand when you're in a store, right, you can't capture that impulse by, but you're kind of helping increase the likelihood that somebody can capture an impulse by because they know, okay, I'm going to have this in the next two hours. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and it's, you know, it's funny when Amazon first started, really the reason people went to shop on Amazon was for price. It was, oh, this is cheapest, you know, and I can find whatever I want and it's going to be cheaper on Amazon. Now, really, people go and shop there for the convenience. It is that yeah. post-purchase. And, that, and, and that's what Amazon has recognized and why Amazon is constantly moving faster and faster and faster in terms of their delivery times. And that's you know, what Ojai also recognizes and, and why we've built the platform for to, to level that playing field for brands. Mm-hmm. So what is the future? What does the next five years of delivery look like? Well, I think I think we'll, we'll just go ever faster. I, I, you know, the, the benefit of a platform like ours is it, it relies on aggregate density of demand. And so um, imagine you have a, a micro warehouse with a whole bunch of orders that happen in a radius around that micro mm-hmm. warehouse. As that demand density grows, and um, that is what makes the micro warehouse profitable, but as the demand density grows, it opens up the possibility to open more micro warehouses close by. And yeah. as you open more, more warehouses and you have a, a greater density of warehouses within the city, you can really keep driving down that delivery time. And so I, I really do think, you know, the way the 15-minute grocers are going about it is um, is a very challenging business model. Ojai will get there slower. Uh, but we will get there in a way that that is profitable and and, lo- and has longevity. But I really think we we will get to a world in which consumers will be able to order really from any brand that they like and and get it within fifteen minutes. Uh, that's yeah. that's really the future. Yeah, and you're talking about it from a real estate perspective and the density right of of that. What do you think about other trends like autonomous driving or drone delivery or or anything like that? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of some of the autonomous sidewalk robots. There's there's a lot of there's a, there's a real symbiotic relationship between micro mm-hmm. warehouses and sidewalk robots because they, they can't travel very far. They they generally you know travel a mile or, or maybe two miles at most. Um, so they need hyperlocal inventory. And for us, um, using use of those robots is obviously much cheaper than 
than than using people to deliver orders. And so there is real uh, symbiotic relationship there. And we've we've done a number of partnerships with those type of companies and, and we'll continue to do so. Um, drone delivery, I think, is a different beast. I'm not that big a fan. I, I actually don't think it will work within an urban environment. Right. I think it's too, da- it's too dangerous. And what are you going to do? Just leave the package on the sidewalk. Um, but I certainly think in a sub- suburban environment, drones uh, could be incredibly interesting as a way to deliver packages. And uh, I, I, I think we're a little ways off yet from that being commonplace. Um, but there, I know like people, people like Walmart and Amazon have been experimenting with these things. And the technology is really in its infancy. But, but I think in suburban environments, we'll increasingly start seeing drones in the next 10 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about the trend of, you, you, you know, from a real estate perspective of, of stores rethinking, you know, their purpose and being a point of distribution as well? And what's the opportunity mm-hmm. there for, for Ohio? as, you know, you continue to partner with brands? Yeah. So we, so we have, the, the nice thing about our technology is it, it can effectively turn any space with inventory into a micro warehouse. And so we have done that, <clears throat> excuse me, we have done that with a number of retailers uh, and Tucket probably being the prime example, uh, which is a, a men's a men's clothing company where we've turned close to, I think it's like 89 of their stores across the US are now equipped with our technology to do instant delivery uh, from store. And so consumers can go and order online and get product delivered within within less than an hour from, from the Untucket store. Um, so I think that's a trend we've seen many other retailers embrace with partnerships with Instacart or or Shipped or DoorDash or um, or, or Uber. So I think that trend is, is inevitable. I think the other retail trends that we found very interesting before the pandemic that has kind of gone on a bit of a back burner since, but I think we'll, we'll make a comeback, is the idea of, much more experiential stores. Like it, it is no longer necessary. And Bonobos really pioneered this um, yeah. years ago. But but really increasingly, it's not necessary to have that much physical inventory in a retail store anymore. You aren't getting that much foot traffic. People aren't really coming in to browse a load of hangers and and uh, and pick their clothes there and then. Uh, but what these experiential stores are doing is saying, hey, you can come in, you can experience the product, you can try it on, you can find your right fit or your right size and then order it online. And what we were doing pre-pandemic with some of these companies was you could order it online and get it delivered in, in less than an hour with Ohio. Um, and, and that really changes the, the, the retail experience from, we, I, I think it makes it much better. Um, so no, we need to talk more yeah. because we're working yeah. a lot with our clients on, on this, right? Is, Especially so many shifts have happened through the pandemic and are more people open to shoppable showroom? You know, can we use QR codes to add in layers of data? Um, you know, even pop-up stores, when they think about, can we just lean in experiential, not worry so much about inventory? You know, OHI could be a great partner because we create this experiential environment in a city and then you make sure that things are, you know, delivered to home within the next one or two hours. So exactly, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that the opportunity around that's exciting because as we continue to look at the evolution of the purpose of the store, this continues to free up the opportunity of leaning into making it more experiential. And at the end of the day, it's it's a holistic customer channel. It's their experience. But at the same time, the more we can lean in on the opportunities of each channel, right? What's the mm-hmm. opportunity in physical? It's the opportunity. And we... 
of, of e-commerce and they they are different. Um, and then, right. How do we, um, how do we integrate getting the product into consumers hand in a really efficient way? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and your consumer will reward you for that experience. Mm-hmm. Often, often the experience is just a bigger part of shopping as, as the physical product that you're getting uh, in terms of what, what a consumer gets their enjoyment from it. So yeah, leaning into experience is something that we think all brands need to be doing and a lot are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it was a great conversation um, to talk to you a little bit more about Ojai and you know your vision, why you started the company, the tremendous growth that you've had, where you see the industry going. Um, and thank you so much for sharing you know, a successful case study because I think it's always important for our audience to to kind of hear those proof points, right? And 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 the opportunity of how platforms like yours can help increase lifetime value. So I think we're still at really, you know, in a really interesting place of this evolution of of, of not just e-commerce but physical and digital convergence and um, how the consumer is going to continue to evolve how they interact with brands and retailers. So thanks so much, Ben, for being on with us again. This is Ben Jones. He is the founder of Ohi. Really appreciate you talking with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me.